hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in the studio. And I think we're going to have some fun today. We've got, uh, first of all, I think Grizz is going to be on in a couple of minutes. And he always complains that I don't let give him freedom because frequently I have to rein him in. So I, t- I said, look, we're going to give you 10 minutes, Grizz, and you can go in any direction you wanted to go and scream and yell. Um, if we have to delete anything, then we'll do that also. But uh, we'll use the uh, use the use the cough button. But uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up in the show, so make sure that you pay attention to that. If anybody is into bass fishing in particular, but most people know about tracker boats, and they have become probably one of the most popular anywhere uh, in the United States for sure. And we've got some breaking news uh, on Phil Thompson that just came back from Cuba. And we've got Grizz on the line right now. Grizz? Yeah, I'm there, John. Okay. Well, we've gonna, we're going to take a break in about a minute or so, but let's kind of go over. I know that you, I talked to you this morning, and you're out playing with the um, iguanas and poisonous venomous snakes and, uh, and some other stuff. We might want to talk about that. But I was just telling our audience that I have no idea what you're going to talk about, but for 10 minutes you can rant and rave and do whatever you want. Well, I'm not going to rat and rave. I'm kind of peaceful today. You caught me on a good day. <laughs> okay, then we're not going to be talking about government stuff then, huh? No, no, I, I'm leaving that alone today. Okay. Okay, well, we might touch on it anyway if I need to get you riled up. But uh, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Rick Emmett, field pro uh, for master or manager, uh, for tracker boats, and I, he's just been out testing out some of their new tracker bass boats, and I'm sure he's got some other stuff that maybe some end-of-the-season specials and some new stuff coming up. And I'm anxious to talk to Phil Thompson that just got back from fishing in Cuba. So I'm, I know that you'd like to hear about that, too. I'm really excited about what's happening down there. But we're going to have to take a break here uh, real quick. But uh, we're going to be back, and then we're going to start off with the Grizz. And uh, we'll, Grizz, I'll follow you wherever you want to go. So we'll be back with your short year to listening to Fish Talk Radio. Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. It's uh, great to be here, and we're going to have some fun today. We've got the Grizz on the line, and uh, we're just talking to him, trying to get him fired up, which is really difficult to do because he's so deadpan, and, you know, he has a difficult time expressing himself. But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I do, John. I'm I'm shy. <laughs> well, let's I'm see. I'm really shy fun. and timid, and yeah. uh, I just don't know what gets in me sometimes. Yeah, I know. Well, we're going to find out. Uh, so you know, we this uh, uh, fish talk radio. Obviously, we talk about fishing, but we like to talk about interesting things from all over the world. A lot to do with fishing, but sometimes not. Uh, and I was talking to you this morning, and you said, you're going to be okay, be going to be on the radio today. And he goes, yeah. And he says, but right now I'm playing with some venomous snakes, and I've got an iguana on, on my neck or something. So tell us about what that was about. Well, what we're doing, John, is we're putting on a new show. It's called The Grizz Goes Wild. And it's not about fishing, and it's not about hunting. It's actually about animals and trying to teach people about animals and make them understand that snakes, for example, not are not all poisonous, and the ones that are poisonous, it's not meant to hurt you. It's a pre-digestive system. Oh, it's meant to kill they you. They do not yeah. have the acids you. in their stomach that we do. Yeah. So they actually inject them because their glands are on each side of their head. Yeah. And they have like syringes, which are what they call the fangs, and they inject a pre-digestive system into their victim or their prey. So actually, before they ever get to the stomach, they are digesting and they are oh. being broken down, the protein. So the intention is not just to protect themselves by using no. the venom. It's just that it has nothing if, to do with protecting they, themselves. Yeah, if they want to eat something, that's part of the process. Is the first thing they do is ingest into the bloodstream to their prey, so that it starts to well, break down. Well, actually, not into the right into the muscle. They, they, there's no way to find an actual bloodstream. Okay, so they inject they the muscle. They make a bite and it goes directly into the muscle, which is spread throughout the body. It's an insane. Uh, an enzyme that breaks down protein. So actually, it causes a very rapid, fast decomposition, decomposer action, mm-hmm. which is the digestion. It's actually breaking down the tissues of the prey before it ever gets in. Now, if we were to take the acids and the enzymes in our stomach and inject them into ourselves or somebody else, oh. it's a very high uh, venom. It would actually more be more poisonous than a rattlesnake or water moccasin or copperhead. Interesting. So it's not well, a, it's it, not necessarily a defense. It's just part of their their, their no, food their process. John, Interesting. Everything bites, including you, I, and children, and everything. When you hurt them, or you feel distressed to protect yourself. Yeah. Now, probably seventy-five percent of all bites from poisonous snakes are dry bites. They do not want to oh, release this venom. Just, yeah, okay. 
because then they have to produce it again before they eat. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So why would they want to get rid of their, you know, enzymes when it has nothing to do with eating? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you mind if I tell a quick story about you, Grizz? I know you were telling me you're out in, uh, you know, hunting out in the wilds for these things, and the, the guy, you know, down there, a lot of the uh, Hispanics don't don't wear pull shoes, so he had some like tongs on, and you guys were walking along, and your partner got bit in the big toe. And so I go, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And you're at a cell phone range. So Grizz walks up to the top of the hill and calls the doctor. And he says, doctor, doctor, what do I do? He got bit in the big toe. And the doctor says, only one thing you can do is you got to suck the poison out. And he goes, what if I don't? He says, he's going to die. And he, so you walk back down to the hill to your buddy. And the guy says, what did the doctor say? And Grizz says, you're going to die. <laughs> well, John, you know, I've heard that story so many times, but it never was the toe. It was okay, Z, uh, don't the go guy. there. Don't go there, Grizz. <laughs> I know. But it just, just for the audience to know, John just made this up and put a yeah. big toe on it <laughs> to fool you. But it really, really wasn't. It was another part that we can't say on the radio. So use your imagination, and you can go there. Okay. So anyway, anyway tell us. That's an old joke that's been around for a long time time. But well, anyway, an today guy. what I was doing is yeah. we were taking pictures with venomous snakes and with the two only venomous uh, lizards in the world, which is the Gila monster and the Mexican, uh, Mexican beaded lizard, which uh, also have venom glands in the bottom of their jaw, not in the top like the snakes do. And they do not have a syringe type of you, a way to inject it like the rattlesnakes. Well, all the poisonous snakes, they have an actual hollow tooth that they call the fang. And the Gila monster and the beaded monster, what they have is when they bite you, or bite something, they bulldog you and move your teeth. They move their what? teeth back oh, and oh, forth. Oh, I see. And that releases the venom in their saliva, and that's how it actually enters into the body. And and what was this creature one more time? That's the... It's a, well, one of them is called the Aguila Monster, which the Aguila Monster is from Sonora, Mexico, all the way into Arizona. And then the other one is the Mexican beaded lizard, uh-huh. which is from Sonora all the way down to Chiapas, oh. Mexico. Well, I didn't know Gila monsters were uh, were poisons. Isn't that the one that they see walking around on a leash and you know to get your picture taken with? Oh, that's an iguana. That's an iguana. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, kind of a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. So a Gila monster one is not something to mess with. One lives in a hole in the ground, and the other one lives in the tree. Yeah. So a Gila monster, you don't want to mess with. No, I mean, they're very, I was holding them and playing with them today. They're not aggressive whatsoever, but you don't want to get bit with them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was doing today, which you asked me about. Now, you know, Paul is in the air. And, John, I love Paul. I miss being up cool. there with you guys <laughs> yeah. this time of year because you start getting the migration of the teal Right now, the blue wing teal, the green wing, uh-huh. and the cinnamon teal are coming in and starting a migration. Most seasons are open this month for the teal season. Woodcock season opens up. Grouse season opens up. Dove? Texas mm-hmm. right Dove now is shooting the hell out of dove. Yeah. The white wing morning dove is in season in Texas. Uh, elk are bugling in the Bighorn Mountains. They're bugling in the Rockies. Uh, they're in rut right now. Everybody's out sitting there bugling them, bugling them back and trying to get them in with their, uh, to shoot them with a bow. You got bow season open in Indiana, Illinois, Ohio. Uh, everybody's up in tree stands, starting to get cold in the morning and in the evening. The Bighorn River, the Madison, the Yellowstone, the caddisfly uh-huh. hatch is coming off. So the people are out there with their fly rods, fishing dry flies. Yep. It's just a beautiful, beautiful time of the year. Right. No, that's awesome. we got about a minute, Chris. But, uh, yeah, you're right. That's, uh, I hadn't really th- thought of it that way, but, you know, it's almost better than the spring. Well, I 
I like it a lot better than the spring. And besides that, it's cooling off. My favorite time of the year. Mm -hmm. It's just everything is happening. The migration and and the babies are not babies anymore. They're adults. Yeah. Yeah. So it's beautiful this time of year. Oh, that's great. And, of course, you've got, we're, we don't have time to get into it right now, but surprisingly enough, there's some pretty good hunting that goes in uh, in uh, in all over Mexico. Oh, you really, that's, you fact, that's the biggest white-tail mule deer yeah. are here. We have 17 different species of white-tail and four different species of mule deer here. Right. Well, we'll talk about that at a different time, and maybe in a couple of months we'll get to put something together if people want to go down there. But uh, right now we're going to have to go to a break, and we're going to be coming back, and I think we're going to have, uh, let's see, we've got... Uh, um, Coming up, we have uh, uh, Rick Emrit, right, from uh, Bass Tracker. So stay tuned with that. Some pretty exciting stuff that they're up to. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be back back with the Grizz and Rick. So stay tuned. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a couple of special guests. We were just been talking to Grizz, um, and we got a lesson that I didn't know we were going to get. That was very interesting stuff, uh, Grizz, about uh, venomous uh, snakes and lizards. But uh, we've got now, we have... Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, somebody else trying to get it. Anyway, we've got Rick Emmett. Well... Get rid of that one. Let's try the other one. Okay. Uh huh. We lost Grizz. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we lost everybody. Let's go ahead and get him back on. But uh, Rick, <laughs> Rick, Rick is uh, um, the um, field professional, field pro, 
manager for Tracker Boats, and uh, Tracker Boats is, uh, you know, one of the most popular boats around. As far as quality and value, you can't beat them. Do we have Grizz on? Okay, Grizz. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Must be sunspots, or it's those darn Chinese. But uh, why do the Chinese and Sunspot have to get losing the line from Mexico? It's all a plot. It's all a plot. Uh, the Chinese, the Chinese, to go get help, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably Rick, true. Are you still there? Uh, I th- we're, we're just getting it back on right now. Uh, we we just had there's a lightning storm here and it uh, uh, it hit it hit our antenna and blew all the lines out. But we're 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 back on satellite now. Okay, and uh, we've got. Well, it sounds a whole lot better. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's good. Okay. Well, let's see if we got Rick on there right now. Uh, Rick, we got you back. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, okay. Well, now now we got lost the grits. But anyway, we'll, he'll call back in. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, give us a little bit of an idea. First of all, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and what you've been up to. Well, my name's Rick Emmett. I work for Tracker and Bass Pro Shop. On the marketing side, I actually manage our pro fishing teams and sponsored sportsmen and some tournament sponsorships. So uh, just busy with that. I, I actually got back from the uh, Bassmaster Elite event, uh, the last event on uh, Lake okay. St. Clair in Detroit. Okay. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, watched. Uh, we had two anglers in the top 12 the final day, so uh, okay. that's always a, always a good time to watch those guys succeed. And, uh, Rick, we lost everybody, but I think we've got Grizz back on. on yeah, also back with on, you. Okay. John. So, okay, well, Rick was just telling us about uh, the big fish he's been catching on the super-fast bass boats. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well I've, I've been watching the guys catch them more than I've actually been doing it myself, but managing our pro team. But I've, I got to go out and fish a little bit after the tournament and caught about a five-pound smallmouth, so that was fun. That's a good fish. Oh, yeah. I hooked a, uh, I hooked a big fish and fought it a long time. And, of course, you're out uh, on the... On the St. Clair, you're, you're drop shotting with eight pound test line. So I fought it about 10 minutes. I got it up and I thought it was a trophy smallmouth of a lifetime. And we got it in the net. I mean, it was brown and looked uh, like a big smallmouth and everything. And we raised it up and it's a sheephead, a drum. So. Oh, hey, Rick, I have a question for you. We're getting a little bit of static from somewhere, but I got a question for you. Uh, in the, you know, the bass tournaments, typically what happens is they'll, they'll take off and it'll be a shotgun start or they, you know, they go in a sequence. And the uh, the bass angler, the first thing he does is throws the hammer down and goes five miles across the lake at about 100 miles an hour. And then he, he'll fish it for about 10 or 15 minutes, and he goes, up, oh, never mind. And then he goes back to where he started from at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, do people really go bass fishing to go bass fishing, or they just love driving those bass boats? Well, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, I myself, I, I love to, to drive a bass boat fast. In fact, I usually am the demo driver when we do our photo shoots with a helicopter, and you're running uh, 70, 75 miles an hour. So it's it's wow. a lot of fun. But, yeah, those pro fishermen, uh, they love to fish. So I sure wouldn't say that that's, that's all they like to do is drive fast. But uh, that's part of it. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's a reason to get where you're going to give you more fishing time. But I, I always kind of wondered about that. Absolutely. And the the faster you can get there, obviously, the more time you have to fish and then run back. So that, you know, that's a that's a pretty big part of their uh, fishing equation in tournaments. Well, give us a quick idea about the tracker um, and, you know, what is what is the recommended bass boat that you guys have right now? What is it? How long is it? How much horsepower? What kind of power does it run? Well, we've actually come out with three new nitro boats this year, uh, Z18, Z20, and Z21. The 18 is 18 foot 8 inches, Z20 is 20 foot 1 inch, I believe, and the Z21 is uh, 21 foot 2 inches. So we've got uh, 18, 20, 21 foot sizes. The 21 is what I've been running. It's rated for, oh, you can put a 300 on it. I've got a 250 uh, Mercury 250 Pro XS. And it'll run low 70s, and uh, it takes rough water really nice at 21 foot. Uh, well, it makes it nice because it nice never touches right the water. Is that it? What's that? I said it makes it nice because it because the boat never touches the water. Well, 
<laughs> it, it will touch it a, a bit, but it'll knife right through those uh, rough water waves with no problem. Right. But, uh, uh, Grizz, I know you've done a lot of fishing, but that's really not what you've done. You're more into fly fishing, rivers and streams, and, of course, down there. Well, no, know. I fished a, a lot of lakes. Uh, I, You know, I did, you know, my main thing was fly fishing up in uh, Montana and being a guide there. But uh, I fished a lot with Jimmy Houston. Uh, I fished with Roland Martin. I got a little story about uh, Jimmy Houston. I, him and I were giving a, a conference in Monterey. And uh, you know me, John, and I don't know. Have you seen my shows, Rick? I have a little bit of hair on top and a long ponytail in back. <laughs> and I walked into the conference room. I got there late because my plane came in late. And Jimmy Houston looked at me, and he stopped the whole thing. He says, now, I want to tell you guys something so important. Don't be running your boat so fast, your bass boat so fast, or you look just like that guy. He blew all of his hair off <laughs> the back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jim, Jimmy's a hoot. Uh, talk about hair. I mean, his hair, yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's him and Donald Trump, I think, have something going. Yeah, yeah. Although Jimmy's is a, is a little bit wider, yeah. but the style's about yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, Rick, I just love Jimmy. He's just a wonderful person. Rick, while we've got you on, uh, give us a little bit of an idea about what Bass Tracker's up to as far as the boats and the motors. Well, we've got a, uh, on the tra bass tracker side, our aluminum side, we've got a new 19-foot bass boat. It's rated for 150 horsepower. It'll run, an aluminum boat, it'll run low 60s, which is scooting across the water for an aluminum boat. We've also got a 20-foot deep V model called a Targa 20, and it's, uh, it's good for northern lakes or waters that get a little bit rough. And uh, we have also have a couple of... Uh, modified V John boats we've come out with that are designed for bow fishing, which is really growing in this area, and I think all across the country. So that's kind of what's going on on the tracker side, and then we've got some, uh, like I talked about, our nitros, and then a few Tahoe sport boat models, and a couple of new pontoons. So we're, we're always coming out with something new. Well, give me something down here for the estuaries. I need one. <laughs> well, you know, we can work something out, I'm sure. Well, let me let me mention something real quick, Jimmy. I used to have a bass buggy, um, a pontoon boat, and you know, kept it up at the Lake Chuma. And well, some years ago, unfortunately, an unexpected storm came up and it went on the rocks. But you know, it, it would not go 60 miles an hour. But to me, you know, that was almost a perfect boat. You get a barbecue grill on it. You can take kids out on it. They can stand up and walk around. You can use the whole boat. Um, and that sounds like something that Grizz could use on the on the mangroves. You could put. No, nah, I'm not going to use an old man and old lady thing <laughs> like that. Take Grandma in her wheelchair and make a barbecue. There you go. Have some chicken and watermelon. There you go. <laughs> no, yeah, no, thank you. Well, you can, you can well, take your boombox and you get up and dance. <laughs> yeah, well, I've done that before, but I'm not gonna. I don't want a pontoon boat for nothing. <laughs> we we have some pontoon boats with three locks and lifting strakes that will run 50 miles an hour. So wow. They're they're not grandma's boats anymore necessarily. You know, wow. some of the two. Yeah, but Rick Johns was <laughs> <laughs> the little rail around it. You know, come on. <laughs> Can you imagine me making a television show with fishing on a pontoon? Well, yeah, but look how many pretty girls you can put on there with you. I fish. I don't. Pretty girls can be at my house. <laughs> okay. Well, we've only got a couple minutes, and uh, Rick has got, uh, I'm sure he's got some more information that, um, about Bass Tracker that he wants to share with us about maybe what's coming up next year, Rick. Well, I... We've got uh, some new models I can't really talk much about. We, In fact, yesterday I was, I was testing one of our prototypes. It's a new nitro model. I, I can't reveal too much about it, but all I can tell you is when we come out with it, it's going to sell like hotcakes, mm -hmm. and that's about all I can say about it. So and, is there uh, any we, kind of year-end specials or something like that people should be aware of? 
Uh, we typically will have a closeout on 2015 models. Uh, should be coming up in the next few weeks. Okay. We've actually managed our inventory so well that we don't have an abundance of yeah. 2015 left. People so that's, keep buying them. That's good yeah. for us. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to uh, let you go. But if anybody, obviously, um, a, a tracker is everywhere. Uh, but uh, you know, you just go it's to your local dealer. If, if well, you know, I think for value, there's no question about it. I mean, they're they're great boats, but I think they've got better value than any other boat on the market. But absolutely. Uh, and what about your website or something? They can check this stuff out. Yeah, uh, you can go to trackerboats.com, nitro.com. Uh, suntrackerboats.com. Uh, you can see the full line of, of all of our brands. Okay. All right. Well, Rick, we appreciate that. We'll have to get you back on again in a couple of weeks when you can talk more about uh, the new boat that's coming out. And, Grizz, you, hopefully you're not going to go anywhere because we're going to no, be talking. No, I'm not going to go anywhere. Rick, I'll give you a call later. Okay. And then, good. And then we got to talk to uh, Phil that just came back from fishing in Cuba. And uh, we appreciate you coming on, Rick. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you. Road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Delmar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Delmar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! Bass Angler Magazine simply brings you more. If you want to learn the latest technique, start winning tournaments, or just catch more bass, then Bass Angler Magazine is for you. Go to www.bassmag.com, click on the order link, and use the promo code FBR. Go to www.bassmag.com, Bass Angler Magazine, bassmag.com. It will be the best $20 you've ever spent. Bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. The company called said, get me a fast said, come on, man, just one Welcome back. Fish Talk Radio. This is John Higgin in the studio, and we still have the Grizz, but we've got another special guest. We have Phil, Captain Phil Thompson, who just got back from fishing in Cuba. We've had him on in the past, a few months ago, but let's see if we can get him an update, and uh, maybe he can share some stories, and Grizz and I can find out more about fishing in Cuba, and maybe some of the uh, things that are changing down there. Uh, Phil? Yes. Why don't you give us, a, first of all, a quick overview 
um, some things that's happened in the last couple of months that's making might be making it easier to get down there? Oh, well, it's been a, it's been a very exciting summer. Um, basically, after Obama, President Obama came on on December 17th and announced the changes, um, he, he in essence said, if you're an American and you want to go to Cuba, I just open the door, you go. Uh, my group, my program, which is Support the Cuban People, we travel under a, a general license that allows us to share our expertise and our knowledge and our uh, latest equipment and so forth um, from the American side to the Cuban fishermen who will be dealing with a lot of Americans in the coming months. Uh, we kicked off with the Hemingway Marlin Tournament in, uh, in June. Uh, there was a record. There was 14 American boats there legally, first time in four years. And we boated a, or released a record 52 blue fi- or uh, billfish uh, in three and a half days of fishing. That was with 24 and, boats. And when was this, Phil? This was in the early part, early part of June. Oh, okay. And then from there we went to Cayo Cruz, uh, which is an island uh, to the east, about 600 miles east of Havana, in the Garden of the King, uh, Jardine de Lorena. Rained. And um, there we did bone fishing. We caught bonefish, permit, tarpon, uh, a lot of mutton snapper on the flats in Cuba. It's amazing. I mean, it's really good sized mutton snapper um, are all over the place on the flats. When well, you say good sized, how big are you talking about, Phil? I'm talking about over 10 pounds, you know. Yeah, and your and your bone, or are they good size? Oh, uh, the bones of Kea Cruz were unbelievable. They were. We caught several that were seven, eight pounds, and we we I saw fish. one or two personally that was over twelve pounds. Just there's some big great. fish and running. And the permit? There. Permit were permit were big. They were tough. We were fishing in twenty knot breeze with fly, so they were real tough fish to to uh, to hook. But um, in fact, I blew I blew a shot on a tailing permit that had to be, you know, well over twenty pounds, probably closer to thirty, uh, on the first day. Uh, and um, you'd never recover from that. I still see that fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Were you throwing a fly to it? Yeah, we, we were totally fly fishing. I was going to, I'd taken a spinning rod with me, and I was going to catch some fish um, just for pictures, if nothing else, because the uh-huh. conditions, like I said, the, the wind was really tough. But I got into the fly thing, especially with that permit I missed, and I couldn't put the fly rod down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what, what do you use for that? Uh, what what uh, what kind of a rig do you use? Uh, what weight and, and what kind of equipment does it take to catch those kind of fish? Well, I don't I don't really go after anymore. I don't go after the big tarpon, so I don't carry a twelve weight because I just I've got, I've caught enough of them. I'm you know I'm not going to be married. A lot of work, to, yeah. So I carry a ten weight and I carry an eight weight. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had one rod to carry, it would be a ten because it fits so many. We also fish snook. Uh, and juvenile tarpon in the um, the river in Zapata Peninsula before we left for Kea Cruz. So I had quite a variety. I mean, just those two rods and a couple of spare reels did the trick. Now, yeah, I uh, fish uh, 9, 10. You know, I like to fish a 10, and then I carry, when I'm out fishing uh, big fish, I fish a lot of uh, marlin on a fly, and I use a 12 weight on that. Well, I've got my Sage 12. I'm going to take down for the. We've got a Wahoo tournament coming up in November, and the Wahoo down there, although they're not extremely large, they wolf pack right along the shore, mm. and it's it's nothing to have all six lines go down at one time. So I'm going to try to maybe incorporate that, maybe catch a Wahoo on fly. Now, Phil, quick question about Cuba. Um, you can get there by boat from Florida, but I assume that what you guys, are you flying over and then you have charter boats over there, or how do you do that? Yeah, we're working with, with Avalon, which is an Italian-owned company. It's not part of the Cuban government. And they have 12 locations around the island where they do a, a variety of fishing. And we're working with them right now almost exclusively um, because they have, they, they have the best uh, licenses to operate in the best preserves, um, and they really have their act together. Their their operation is first class from start to finish. I mean, it you know we we got off the, the skiffs under the mothership, and there was a girl there with a, a tray of mojitas, and another girl there with cold towels. <laughs> uh, and it is absolutely first class. Food, wow. everything. And is it expensive um, to do that? Sorry. Is it expensive to fish Cuba? 
Well, these trips right now, the one I've got coming up in November, which is with a, a new group, um, it's uh, Fly on the Run, an Argentinian who has gotten the uh, rights for the area, the north part of the Garden of the Queens, which is about 40 miles from where I fished in June. And uh, it's the tarpon capital of Cuba. There's no doubt about it. Um, He's gonna. This trip will run about three grand, which is which is not bad at all. And is uh, that is that include accommodations and everything? And you just yeah, have to that get includes there? accommodations, your guide, your guide, your boat, um, great food, uh, place right on the beach. Uh, you can dive mm-hmm. part of the time, fish yeah. part of the time if how, you want to. How many days is that? That's a total. We start on the fourteenth. It's a total of about eight days. Oh wow! And yeah. it also gives you a night in Havana, a five star hotel. And that's all inclusive. Yeah, and I just got the price. I just got the new increases from Avalon uh, today. Um, what Avalon has done is they vowed not to overexpand their operation, but they're under so much pressure from the Americans that want to come fish now that so they're going to raise prices. The same trip I did in June for twenty seven hundred dollars is going to be forty nine hundred dollars now. So um, I've got a few. There's a small period of time here where you can still go at a reasonable price, yeah. but then I'm sorry, everything's going to go out of sight. Yeah. Well, you know, considering what it would take to go anywhere, that's still reasonable. Because uh, in Cuba itself, uh, tell us about the the people and the fishing. Do they have, you know, they have uh, Cuban guides, you know, Cuban operators, and, you know, they, do the Cubans get to enjoy fish, and uh, do they uh, do subsistence fishing, or give us a quick oh. idea about that. Everything is changing so much. In the last two years, Cuba's changed more than it has in the past 20. And the beneficiaries of that are the Cuban people. Um, I happened to be in Cuba when, when the embassy, when the flag was raised over the embassy, and I can tell you from one end of the aisle and the other, everyone was, was happy. They were excited. Uh, they see, I've seen more hope. I've seen more people that want to stay in Cuba now. Um, it's, it's, it's nothing but a very positive experience. And I, as we discussed before, I've been able to, I've been privileged to witness this private economy emerge from the shadow of, of socialism. And now ca- capitalism is really sweeping the island. I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable to see it, it yeah. in all forms and, and, uh, you know, the buying and selling of houses, the restoration of cars. I mean, everything is just really on a, on a, on an emotional scale that yeah. I've not seen. Um, the Port of Mariel, the construction there is... So they're, they're still driving the 50s cars? Oh, they're, you know, and the thing is, the further away from Havana I go, just like this trip, I went to a little place called Jacaro, and it's probably 900 people at the end of a long road on the coast. Nobody, I mean, it's a place you wouldn't find unless you were sent there. And still, in that town, I saw four or five vintage automobiles being polished up. It was Saturday yeah. morning. They were getting yeah. ready to show them off at the, at the town square. It's, um, it's amazing. Okay. Hey, Phil, one question I want, wanted to know. What is the bass fishing like over there? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, Chris, it used to be phenomenal. I was in the early, um, uh, early 90s whenever I was doing some fishing in Lake Zapata and Lake Hanabania. Ten-pound bass was the norm. Um, the lakes have been somewhat decimated. There's still good, solid bass fishing, but it's not that. It's not that 19, 20-pound bass that that we saw okay, back so then. So that, that's because they're taking them for food. Yeah, it it it, it started that way, and it's also they've also suffered with, from an invasion of catfish. They brought in catfish uh-huh. for some reason, and so the species have to adjust to that introduction. Once again, they'll rebound. The bass will learn to eat the smaller catfish fry, and it'll it'll fit into the natural cycle. But it does take time for that to happen. Hmm. Um, there are still some big bass there, and they can be caught. It's just it's not the you're not going to go there in in one day and catch a 20 pound bass. You can, over the course of a couple of days, you you probably will get one, you know, well over 10, 12 pounds. Okay. Wow, that's. Yeah, the- I I heard some great things. I wanted to go down there. My number one. Bass right now is nineteen and three quarter. I've never broke the twenty. Well, that's nineteen and three quarters is a good bass. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Hey, Grizz, we've only we've got less than two minutes. So if you got any other questions for Phil, uh, but, but also I want to mention uh, the two books that Phil sent me. Uh, 
and I was going to bring him down to you, Grizz, but he said that he doesn't make any money if, if unless you buy him. Oh, but, but I tell you, go ahead and I tell you the one exciting thing I did in um, uh, my I, I presented uh, Commodore Screech, Commodore Screech down at uh, Marine Hemingway with an award uh, on behalf of the returning Americans at the, the, the trophy or the mm-hmm. captain's meeting, and the interpreter. I struck up a, a relationship with her. She's translating my book right now, and we'll reintroduce 97 miles south Key West to Cuba at the Havana Book Fair in February. I'll tell you what. I, I picked that up, and it, it kept me awake all night because I couldn't put it down. It's called 90, 97 Miles South. Is that the name of it? 97 Miles South, Key West okay. to Cuba. And I'll tell you what. If anybody's interested at all, it's not necessarily a true story, but I'm sure there's some parts of it that are based on truth, but we're not going to tell you which ones. But uh, that that is a phenomenal book. Anybody that's interested at all, pick that up. It's only it's fairly recent, and then you're going to be coming out with some more stuff. So pick that up, 97 Miles South, with uh, um, uh, Captain Phil Thompson. Appreciate that you coming in and joining us. It's been so much fun. We're going to have to bring you back on some more and get an update. Oh, my pleasure. It's always a pleasure need, we, talking we, to you, John. We, we need more than 12 minutes to cover this subject. Ah. And, it's, and it's changing so fast, so we'll have to keep bringing it back. If you want to come down to Cabo, let me know. We'll go fishing. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that invitation. I, that's one of my, okay. on my bucket list. Okay, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Thank you guys so much. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. I wish, I wish that I was missing on Lake Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we have quite an interesting collection here. And we have, of course, we got the Grizz, who's interesting in himself, but we've got Captain Phil Thompson, who just got back from Cuba. 
and he's telling us a little bit about uh, his adventures down there and about how things are changing that quickly. And by the way, we'll mention one more time, uh, he sent me two books, actually, but 97 Miles South is uh, supposedly fictional, but I think there's a, probably a little bit of the truth in there somewhere. But fascinating reason. And if you, if you want to kind of get a feel or a sense uh, of what it's about, you really need to pick that up. You won't be disappointed. Uh, the only problem I had with it is that I couldn't put it down and I lost a night's sleep. <laughs> but, uh, it's music to an author's ears, John. <laughs> okay. Music to my ears. But, uh, now, if you tell me you laughed while you read it, you're my new hero. Okay. Well, there was some pretty funny stuff in there. <laughs> but, uh, um, and you're coming up with a new one, too, right? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been, I spent all summer uh, kind of finishing up the research on a book called Fish Cuba Now. And it's going to be, it's three years in the making. I've traveled from one end of the island to the other. I've, it's more of a compilation of the, you know, tells you what kind of fishing you expect in the area and so forth. But it's more about the people that, that I met while fishing and the beautiful story of, of so many Cuban fishermen who um, who love fishing is, is you know, they're just as devout as any uh, any convert we have in the U.S. I mean, mm-hmm. they they're, they're almost born with a Cuban yo-yo in their hand. <laughs> okay. um, so hopefully it'll 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 show people, give people an idea of what to expect when they get to Cuba. Um, it'll hopefully it'll lure them there because um, Cuba is one of the most beautiful spots on earth. Well, can you mention real quick? I know that when I talked to you before, but you mentioned about some of the areas that you fished in. Oh, yeah. Um, this latest trip we fished in, of course, we fished the Hemingway Marlin Tournament until June Montana, and then I went to Kea Cruz, which is about 600 miles east, where we shallow water fish, bonefish, tarpon, and permit. Um, throwing flies, excellent fishing, excellent operation. And then I just returned from the Garden of the Queens on the south side, which has been called the most natural reef left mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. Wow. Uh, well, in fact, in gr- fact, the um, uh, the guys from Moats said they see eight to ten times as many sharks on that reef as wow. any other location. Uh, Grizz, I, I was talking to to Phil real quick about the clarity of the water, and you know I thought La Paz it doesn't get much better than that, but uh, Phil doesn't agree. No, hundred foot to infinite. That's what we look at. Look for. Mm-hmm. You know, hundred foot of visibility is acceptable. Infinite's better. And, uh, well, there's some pretty impressive uh, uh, water in La Paz, isn't there, Grizz? Yeah, it's pretty clear there. But uh, I've heard so many things about Cuba and the clarity of the water in Cuba that uh, the sight fishing, like he was talking about for the permit and the mm-hmm. bone, it's got to be awesome. Oh, so they're six feet underwater and you're watching them coming after the bait? Well, it, it, six feet's an exaggeration, but um, it's yeah, it's you, you can see them in six feet of water, no problem. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, we 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 stock tarpon in that, but most of our fishing uh, over there is in three feet or less. Yeah. You well, know, we're, we're getting after uh, fish we're just uh, we're, we're we're just about at. We only got a couple of seconds, but Grizz, uh, let's make sure we get people to go to asobproductions.com. You've got so much stuff going on, we don't have to cover it, but uh, and also uh, captainphilthompson.com and captainphilthompson.com. And you know this, get excited. And uh, I'm sure if somebody wants to get in touch with Captain Phil, he'll help him uh, uh, make the trip to Cuba. That's what I'm here for. There you go. Thank you very much. And then uh, uh, check out the website, and Grizz has got a whole bunch of new shows, and maybe you'll even find out uh, about how not to get bit by a poisonous venomous snake or gia monster. We appreciate you guys tuning in very much. Thank you so much, Phil and Grizz. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and uh, you know where to find us. And go to the website, fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to this show um, as many times as you want. And if you miss something, which I'm sure that you might want to do, uh, go ahead and listen to it again. So we appreciate that very much. Again, thank you, Phil. Thank you, Grizz. And you're listening to Fish Talk Radio.